enough, now it's more pressure. Shit, I analyzed the time before the gesture, the code of measures. The storyteller surely pressures the artist. What's good, everybody? DJ T Mac here for another great hip hop conversation. Today we have a representative from upstate New York. Uh, he's a real spitter, man. It's not somebody that the song, you could just let it play once. You got to rewind it. You got to listen back a few times to catch everything he's saying. Uh, he's got a lot of projects out, a lot of great work, and he's here to talk about it today. We have YNX716 in the building. What's good, YNX? I'm good, bro. I appreciate you having me, man. I'm looking forward to the interview. How are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. You know, here, here, out here in Colorado, like we were just kind of talking about chopping it up a little bit, man. It, it's great, man. Doing a lot of hip hop stuff. Last night, I was actually at a cypher, a cypher at, at this place called Mutiny Info Cafe. And, Dope. you know, there's a DJ, every, producers coming through, playing beats. It was just an open mic cypher and people were just doing their thing, getting down, just all good vibes, real like community energy, community aspect here, uh, like in Denver and Colorado. It's pretty cool. Sure. Is there is there like a similar what's the hip hop scene like out in Buffalo? Uh, is there a similar community aspect? Uh, talk about that. Ironically, I'm I'm doing a, a cipher tomorrow at one of um one of our hip hop platforms called Seven One Six Live. So I'm uh, going through shout out Jay He. I'm gonna go through there, and uh, it's just been busy, man. For the most part, you know it's a it's a very consistent um market here in Buffalo as far as hip hop is concerned. Me, I'm I do a lot of my networking out of out of Buffalo for the most part, but we do have a scene here to where you know they you know they do different shows and things of that nature. I haven't done a show. Um, the last one I think I did in Buffalo was a uh, festival, so we have like different festivals in Buffalo um, that I you know that I partake in. But yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a great scene here for sure, and um, you know what I mean. It's it's definitely something to check out as well. Yeah, the past few years, I mean Buffalo. Specifically, Griselda, you know, has has shed a light on Buffalo and uh, really, you know, brought brought some more exposure to the area. I would say, um, before we like talk about that and like their influence in, in hip hop and stuff like that, let's talk about sort of your start in music, uh, growing up in Buffalo. I I, I want to know about it, so let's get into it. What was sure. like your first maybe like music memory uh, that might have like influenced you? Right. So, um. My, my entire family are, uh, they're singers. You know what I mean? So I, I used to be in the studio as a young kid. Uh, my mom and her sisters, they had a, a group. They went by the Motley Sisters. And um, basically, you know, that music's been in my blood all my life. So I started off singing, you know, adapting to, you know, my family traits. And then I transitioned into rapping once my voice began to change and, uh, you know, that's pretty much the, the history of it. Uh, I started rapping. Like I said, I've been doing music my entire life, whether it's playing the drums, singing. But um, I transitioned into rap probably when I was like 13, 14 years old. And I've just been doing it ever since. I use it to vent. And like you asked uh, in regards to growing up in Buffalo, you know, it was just pretty much I'm a product of my environment. So I utilize things that I went through to, to put inside of the music to be able to express how I was feeling at that moment. Talk about your timeline of starting to write music. So you said about 13 years old, you tried to sort of sort of transitioned into rapping. Uh, talk about when you started writing compared to when maybe you started releasing music. Sure. Like, like so, yeah. sort of talk about that timeline and process. Definitely. So um, I began just writing to express. You know what I mean, so I would just write little lines down here and there. 
And then um, I started going to the studio at like 14, 15. So I, I would record with um, with DJ Shea, which is, uh, you know, rest in peace DJ Shea. He was, you know, a big influence of Griselda, um, you know, for sure. And he took a lot of those guys under the wing. And uh, as a young kid, I, you know, I, you know, I would bump, bump into Benny here and there in sessions at, at Lilo Studios. But yeah, so um, you know, I began writing and recording around the same time. I just, I actually just went right in with it. One thing about me is that when I find something that I'm interested in, I don't waste time. You know, I just pretty much go right into it. So around the age of 13, 14 years old, I was in a group and we would write music and then we would go to the studio and record what we wrote, listen back to it, um, you know, and then eventually I, I began taking my own solo path. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much what the process. That's dope, man. Uh, so anybody who's listened to your music, especially that the project Sincere knows that Nas is obviously a big influence exactly. of yours. Who For are sure. some of your other music influences? Obviously, your family. Uh, talk For about sure. inside of rap, but outside of hip hop music yeah. also. So um, I would say a lot of oldies music, you know what I mean? Uh, like 70s Isley Brothers, Bobby Womack, Al Green, you know what I'm saying? Um, a few of your songs moment. sample Al Green. Yeah, quite a few of them. So like, and that's what I'm learning is that hip hop is heavily influenced by the oldies. So, you know, with that being said, I always go back and, you know, I, I'll listen to samples or I'll hear a hip hop sample and I probably already was listening to the original sample prior. You know what I'm saying? So it's just uh, that that's definitely my one of my influence. Um, Kai out of Brownsville, he's definitely a big influence. Just the imagery that he paints when he's spitting the music. Um, I like uh, I like jazz. Um, I'm I'm, in, I'm into a lot of different genres that allows my ears to hear different sounds. So you know, those are are some of the few major uh, major uh, influences that I you know that I craft around for sure. Yeah, man, the uh, sample aspect and finding samples is really one of my favorite Definitely. aspects of his hip hop culture. Like it really Definitely. is. For sure. Um, I, I just got into making beats. So um, prior to me making beats, I was I already had like an oldies playlist. So, you know, with that being said, I, you know, I I used to send it to producers like, yo, can you sample this? But it got to a point now where I'm able to to sample it myself, man. And it's like it just it just, it just makes my era totally different after, you know, getting into the beat making for sure. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So you, the first music that's on Spotify, it was released in 2018 or 19, I believe. Right. Uh, I have it written down some here. But is right. that the first music that you released? Or I guess you said you were in a group before that. So were you guys yeah. releasing music? What was sort of the process right. then? Definitely. So I, I would say 2018 was my first official start in the underground and doing business-wise. But prior to that, I was releasing a lot of music on SoundCloud, that Piff, and, you know, just physical CDs. So that was probably around 2015, maybe. But uh, like I said, for the most part, it's just been, I really spent most of the time, like, honing on my craft. But 2018 was when I really started getting into finding, like, a direction on where I wanted to go. So, you know, making it convenient for my listeners. You know what I mean? That Piff is not always convenient for everybody, but... I know most people have Apple Music, Spotify, et cetera. So that's where I got my start and, um, and you know, and, and, and releasing on all digital platforms. It's funny, a few years ago, like 2015 and before that, you know, that Piff, it 
to me, it seemed convenient. You exactly. download it, you get the MP3s, right. you throw it on yeah. the disc or, or your phone, right. you know, such a different Definitely. process that, than it is right. nowadays, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Very interesting to see the growth and it must be very interesting to be a part of it and having sure. to sort of learn and to move with, with, with the way things are going, right? Exactly, for sure. Talk about um, your style a little bit more. Uh, like I said, heavily influenced by Nas. You know, there's a reason why we got Rock Him on right now. Um, talk about you know your lyrical style uh, and really staying true to that in these times. For sure, I have a very versatile style, so um, my comfort level and um is really storytelling, but I can get in any element of it. You know, I, I got boom bap stuff and. I'm very elite at all, all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I know a lot of people say I'm very versatile, but some people have strength in different areas more than others. I would say that I'm a very well-rounded lyricist to where anything you send me, I can, you know, I can deliver on it, you know, in, in the best, best form. Your uh beat selection is 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 varied throughout the projects. It's really not just like one sound or style. Uh, so so that answer right there kind of speaks sure. to that. So you sort of said you started taking music uh, seriously, the independent scene kind of going out on your own in around 2018. So right. not too long after that, COVID hit, and that kind of shook yeah. everything up. So right. I'm sure you kind of had a plan and, and some things laid out. So how would you say that COVID affected uh, your plans if it did? For sure. Prior to COVID, I was on like a, a small tour. I was in Toronto. And then I did Montreal. That was February. I want to say it was it was like the end of February. And then right after that, that's when COVID ended up happening. I got back. I had another show scheduled. I was supposed to go on the road and um, open for 38 special, but COVID ended up taking place. So everything got canceled. Everything that I really had planned, all of the momentum that I had kind of died down just because, you know, I just couldn't be on the road like I wanted to when I already had things available to, to go on the road with. So, but the, the way I utilized it was I just I adapted with it. You know what I mean? So with COVID, everybody's in the house. So a good portion of promoting on promote music is online presence. So a lot of the celebrities were in the house as well. So I started to take advantage of like the live. A lot of them will go live every now and then and I would get a chance to hop on live and maybe spit some bars or something like that. I got on um I think I got on bars on I-95. I got on Tory Lane's live. I got on Tory Lane's live and my whole phone froze. I was in the middle of rapping and then the, my phone froze. But um it's it still was a, a good outcome because you know just people seeing me on it, you know, it was like, okay, well, yo, I, I just seen you on Tory Lanez. I got mad people hit me. I just seen you on Tory Lanez live, but I really utilized that time to, you know, figure out a game plan and how to adapt because it, nothing is going to be straightforward. So the way I adapted was thinking about how everybody's in the house. So if everybody's in the house, that means everybody's going to be online. So I utilized that to my advantage and I just got on, I tried to hop on people's lives. In addition, I do all my recording and engineering at home. So that year I dropped like like four or five projects, you know, just because I was just in the crib. You know what I'm saying? 2020 so, was a very busy year, uh, you was, know, as far as Spotify goes. Was, for sure. I mean, I, like I said, I was I'm I'm already like a work, like a workhorse already. But with me just being, you know, being just, you know, not nothing going on too much outside, I just figured 
all right, I'll just take this time to build my build the catalog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about being a workhorse, man. You have a lot of videos too, a lot of visuals. Uh, I, I love seeing visuals from artists, you know, uh, you know, we talk about like times evolving and things changing. Uh, when we grew up, you know, music videos was a big thing watching them on the television, though, at, at specific times. Now sure. people can access and see your music video really whenever they want. Uh, yeah. It's very easily shareable. So it gets to more people, you know, theoretically nowadays. Um, and not even theoretically, like we see the numbers, we see what numbers podcasts are pulling compared to like, you know, the national news and, and national other national shows. So uh, right. very interesting to see, you know, the evolution of that. Uh, talk about, um, you know, doing videos. Do you work with all different uh, videographers like in Buffalo? Do you work with one specific person? Talk about, um, you know, that aspect. Of so, your- um, it, it, it varies. Um I was doing my own videos at one point, but then I, you know, I kind of fell back. Like I'm, I'm pretty much, I do a lot of stuff in house. So like I do merch, I do recording, engineering. Um, again, I do the videos, so you know, I, I'm, I'm capable of doing it if I ever need to. And then um, I just started getting into the beat making seriously this year. I always like dabbled in it, but I just it, it would never stick. But now I finally have like a system. But yeah, so for the most part, I, I use different videographers that's in Buffalo. Um, Caso Beach, he's uh, one of my my main videographers. Um, I, I got a few different individuals that I that I go to, but for the most part, it's it's pretty much who you know, it, it's whoever I feel like can deliver the concept the best. You know I mean, I can easily do it myself, but I just feel like I can't. I don't want to do everything, you know, all at once. You know what I'm saying? It's Sometimes a lot of work. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm sure you know you have, you know, you have, you, I'm sure you got to edit. Well, probably not. Well, it, it depends. Sometimes you have to edit straightforward videos. Maybe you want to add like tags or something like that. But yeah, it's a process with everything. But I figure that if I learn it, that's just another skill that I know if, if exactly. ever needed. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Talk about, uh, b- before we get into breaking down some of your projects, specifically Dusty Souls, which is one of my favorite yeah. projects from last Definitely. year, people. If you haven't Definitely. checked it out, I mean, you're going to be checking it out after this interview. Classic. I'm going to be I'm gonna be putting clips in during this interview. Classic, Classic. project. Classic. But right before we talk about that, I want to talk about the uh, upstate hip-hop scene, if we can, a little bit. So right before sure. we got on air, I did mention that I went to school in upstate New York. So yes, I went sir. to SUNY Delhi and Oswego. Do you know where okay. Delhi is I, at all? I've, I've heard of I've heard of Oswego. Mm-hmm. Oswego is yeah. like right on Lake Ontario. Yep. Okay. So not too far from Syracuse. You know, had a little fun over at Syracuse. Yeah. Delhi is like in the middle of nowhere in in the mountains. Uh, very yep. isolated. Like one stoplight in the town. Like really not much going on there. So during those times when I was going to college in upstate New York around 2009 to 12, uh, there was a lot of artists touring then. That's kind of when I started digging into hip hop more. Uh, Going into high school, the only artist I knew was like Jay-Z and then like Lil Wayne. I uh, very much knew like surface level, just like what was going on. In college, I started digging a little bit more. you know, found Mac Miller. That was like a big influence on me. And he helped expose me to a lot of people um, like in the 90s and influences like De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest. But a lot of people were touring at that time doing the 
uh, like college route. So J. Cole actually came to my school. I saw okay. like B.O.B., Asher Roth, you know, just a very interesting time. All these artists sort of touring, uh, building a buzz. Um, now there seemed to, there seems to be a spotlight, like I said, on Buffalo and upstate New York, specifically like in the underground hip hop scene. Uh, so one of the first guys that I heard out of upstate New York, he's from Syracuse, was Stove God Cooks. This okay. was way before he was on Griselda. Actually, he went up to Sway in the Morning with Busta Rhymes and Lord Jamar. They were like, this cat is so good. Like, we we just got to, like, give him exposure or whatever we can to, like, put him on. Years later, now he's on Griselda doing his thing. Um, so, you know, he, he's bringing some more light to upstate hip-hop. 38 Special, as you mentioned. I have a hat from a female hip-hop artist, Bangs. She's out of Rochester, part of Lord Mob. Shout out to her. Um, I mean, just talk about the underground hip-hop scene in buffalo and and you know it's interesting the lines are sort of blurring between the underground and mainstream right yeah it's, it's definitely thriving and um i would say that Griselda, I, I wouldn't consider them underground any longer just because they reached a reached such a, a height and reached such a uh such a like a global platform and, and you know global saying? eyes like, on so, them yeah so i would i would say it's, it's still thriving. We still have a lot of different artists that are coming up. Um, and it's just, man, it's, it's, it's beautiful to see, you know, that, that people are still appreciative of hip hop and it's still a, a lane for it. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that it's definitely in, uh, in good shape and we just continually, continuously, um, you know, just keep putting in the work for sure. Uh, so you said you record, like mix and master everything, like by yourself. Do you have any other sort of like people, like or, or like a team or a crew that you sort of sit down with to, uh, you know, listen to music, help sequence, you know, set up features, like, like talk about sort of people you run with, or, or are you kind of just doing your own thing? For sure, um, my team is. I would say my team is developing as we speak. You know what I mean? Got my boy Kel Ali. We uh, we really we really Salute support one another heavy. You know what I'm saying? So he he's definitely a a, a big part of you know my my team right now. Um, shout out to Analog Lady. You know what I mean? She helps me with a lot of like uh, she does a lot of recommendation for me. Show um, book interviews and things like that. So she she does a she does a great deal of help with um you know supporting as far as like decision making. She's heavy in the hip hop scene in regards to just just you know, just being a historian, you know what I mean? So she, she knows, she has a lot, she has a lot of knowledge around it. So, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. You know what I mean? In, in my mind and in, in God, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much my team right now until, you know, I see fit a uh, shout out to Gully TV. He's been supporting me a lot heavy. He's, um, he, he does, he, he touches base with a lot of the underground artists as well. And uh, recently me and him touched base and he's been doing a lot of, you know, just helping me just little, little small things. You know what I mean? He, he got invited to like a uh, like a listening party. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to make it, but just him having me in mind, you know that 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 showed that you know he he's definitely rooting for me and what I'm doing. So I would just say the little pieces that I have around me, are, you know, is enough to keep me going to be able to run like a team mentally. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I'm just appreciative of the people around me and those that are supporting me early on because they see where I'm going with it. Absolutely, man. You got a lot of talent. So it's it's great, you know, that, that people are behind Appreciate you and, you know, you're getting some more exposure, man. I love it. I love it. What are we talked about the line sort of blurring between underground independent scene? 
uh, it's it's difficult to know what goals of certain certain artists are. I'm sure they have many different goals, but in terms of like maybe career goals or uh, notoriety or exposure in terms of like selling, um, because you know the the traditional route or how it was ten years ago, it seems like you'd wanna you'd release a whole bunch of mixtapes. Uh, try to get on a major label, uh, build up to like a debut album. And, you know, then you're like a major artist releasing albums, how, however often you do. Uh, so I always like to ask independent artists sort of what their goals are in, in the industry and, and kind of w- what they're looking to do. Definitely. Well, my first goal is uh, financial freedom. You know what I mean? I, I just want to be able to live off music. I'm, I'm currently a, a full-time artist right now. You know I mean, I don't work at nine to five. Um, I, I was blessed enough to get an opportunity to where um, I'm getting paid to be an artist at the moment. Um, so I would say my goal is to really get in the film. Um, like, I, like I said earlier, a lot of my music is um, storytelling. So I really want to get into to getting my songs in the movies and series and things of that nature. And um it's just it's just a it's just a process. So I, I would say, you know, I'm just taking things one goal at a time. I'm I'm just trying to come up with a system right now to where, okay, if I do merch here, okay, I can make money in this aspect to be able to keep the business going and then eventually open up for other business ventures. So that's that's my ultimate goal at the end. Um film, movies, series, um yeah, I just I just, you know what I mean, just taking whatever life, whatever opportunities I'm, you know, provided with and you know, that's that's my ultimate goal doing music forever as, as an artist never happened to get a nine to five and being able to live freely off of music generational wealth right yes, sir yes sir definitely all right ynx so you just mentioned i kill ali before so let's get into the album that came out last year dusty souls Man, you you said it, classic project. Uh, there's there's so many different elements to this project, um, many different songs. It, it's a longer project than most independent like projects people are releasing nowadays. Something you really got to sit with and listen to. So I'm sure. glad that you know we waited this long to do the conversation. I did speak with Akil before the project dropped, and he you know you know we were getting some hints about it. You know, he told us there would be some spoken words, some poetry on this. I'm like, okay, that's pretty interesting. And, you know, all the hints he gave us, it's interesting to hear how they played out through the album. Uh, So you guys released a couple singles off of it, you know, building up the anticipation. It finally released in, I believe, July. Was it May? I believe May. I think it was May, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. May of 22. Uh, so those first singles, like I mentioned, were The Search and Nostalgia. Great introduction. That might have been my actual introduction to you. Word, so okay. This was like the first full project that I heard from you. And, and I really liked what I heard, man. Um, it, it's really been in rotation since summer. I would go on the walk on walks in the morning. And like I said, it's a longer project. So it was something to really like vibe out to. Various sure. beats, as I mentioned. Uh, and styles, it's soulful, it's funky, it's uplifting, but it's also gritty and grimy. You know what I mean? They bring it to those places as well. You know, Dilla, Rizza, Primo's type production. Uh, shout out some of the producers who are on the album. Definitely. Uh, we got Slide Beats. We got um, 
Jamar Johnson. We got Perp Dog. He produced Darkest Hour. Let me, let me, let me try to pull up the list because I don't want to miss nobody. I want to get everybody they just do. We got Backpack Beats. We got AC Fraser. You know, my man Jamie, he produced uh, Anytime. Man, that's a few of them, man. We, we definitely got a lot of dope producers on there for sure, man. We got uh, Caso Beats. We got um, Sylvester Sterone. <laughs> He's an international producer. Very dope. He produced Surrender. Um, we got CG Beats out of Buffalo. He produced um, Spoken Word. Oh, uh, yeah, man. That's 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 uh, that's most of the producers, man, that I can name offhand, man. But I, I appreciate everybody that was involved, man. We definitely um, put out a... Uh, uh, excellent project, man. And I'm 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 tough on myself. So for me to say that, man, I, I definitely um I, I definitely I feel a, a great um I definitely feel great confidence in Dusty Souls for sure. Mm-hmm. A very well crafted project. I mean, well rounded. It, it it hits it hits a lot of like checks a lot of boxes. That's a weird way to say it, but like it's right. it's a real full album. Something that's very, you know, you got to digest it. You got to sit with it and you got to listen to it a few times. It's not no popcorn rap, not, not, you know, it's not made to be that. And I appreciate that you guys do that. For sure. For sure. So when I interviewed Akil, he's sort of told me a meaning for dusty souls. But when I was doing some research in preparation for this interview, you had a little bit different of a response to what Dusty Souls meant and, and what you saw it as. So break down Dusty Souls, the title of this album. Definitely. So with the title, we want to leave it open for perspective. You know what I'm saying? So my my title of it and my perspective of it was like having an old soul. Like a lot of people say I have an old soul. You know, just the way, the way I maneuver, the type of music I listen to, my lifestyle. You know what I mean? So when you associate old, you associate dust. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much Dusty Souls is where I, you know, that's my perspective of it. I like that. I like that breakdown. You two, uh, was this, this was mostly or pretty much 100% recorded in different areas or were you guys together yeah. for it at all? The whole album, we, we didn't, we, um, we pretty much went back and forth with it. You know what I mean? I would, uh, I would do a verse and a hook and I'll send it over because, you know, kills he was in Mount Vernon at the time. He's He's been back and forth to Buffalo since we did the album. However, at the time was doing the album, you know what I mean? We were just sending stuff back and forth. We, we have the same taste of beats too, so it made it a lot easier for us to be able to maneuver. And, um, you know, he would do a, a verse and send it back to me and I'll and vice versa, you know what I mean? A lot, a lot of the joints, because I, I have my own studio. Um, I, I went first on a lot of the songs, but when we actually finalized the project, we switched a few verses around. So like anytime the, the beginning, the intro track, he, I actually went first on it originally, but I felt like, you know, okay, we, we, gotta, we have to even it out to where some he go first, I go first, and then also with the hook. So if I'm doing the first verse, Maybe he'll come in with a hook afterwards. So that all came after the project was done. But we 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 moved real smooth with the project. I want to say we got it done within like it took like a month and a half to do. You know what I'm saying? And then we were still adding tracks. That's why so many tracks on it because we kept coming across beats. Okay, this has to come. And then once we got all of the songs together, 
we were able to curate the project. A few of the joints didn't make it, you know, um, but we, we were going to do like, you know, either save them for another project or, you know, eventually uh, release it down line. But yeah, that's my boy, man. He, um, he definitely opened my eyes a lot to the, to the underground um, scene and just the, uh, the wonders of traveling, you know what I mean? And, you know, traveling to do what you got to do. Cause he's, he's a true independent artist. You know what I mean? He, he travels and he, he works constantly. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't, he, he don't really play, you know, he don't play around. You know what I mean? So he'll, he'll do, you know, chill out for a minute and then it's back, back to the studio. That's why me and him are able to, you know, that's why we clicked so quickly. You know what I mean? And then we all have, you know, we, we have similar mindsets as well. When I was speaking with him about the project, he said he would bring some beats to the table. You would bring some beats to the table. I'd love to know sort of what are some of the beats that, that you contributed to the project? Exactly. Exactly. So Darkest Hour was um was a beat that I had from Perp Dog. Um, he, he's a producer out of Albany, New York. He's he he actually produced the um he produced the Drake and Soldier Boy joint. Uh, we made it. You know what I'm saying? So he produced that joint. So shout out to my man Perp Dog. So he brought that joint. I, I sent him that one. I did the verse on it because I had the first verse on it, The Darkest Hour, and then he came with the second verse. And then um, Soul Cry is one of the joints that he sent over to me. I think that's Jamar Johnson. So I think he had, mm-hmm. he just sent me it. Yeah, he, he sent me that joint. And then like the beat just spoke to me. So I was like, I hear the deaf around the corner sitting close by. This constant living got my hopes high. It ain't no separation when the soul's tied. So I came in with that. And then them first few lines just made the whole, it made the whole, the whole joint really. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so that joint he he sent to me. Um anytime he sent that joint to me. Um nostalgia. He already had that joint done. He was in the studio and he sent it to me. And then I think like 20 minutes later, I sent him the verse back recorded. You know what I mean? Mm. So that was the joint he sent to me. So yeah, that. It's just sometimes when a beat speak to me, I just you know, I can write a verse in like I can write a sixteen in like thirty minutes. I mean, if, if the beat is really speaking to me. These days, I write what the beat tells the beat tell, me. Mm-hmm, yep, until I, I reach what. Yep. I pretty much have a a line from every song, so I'd love to you know just just throw them yeah. out to you right before yep. we get to that though. I'd love to, you know, keep talking about the building and the behind the scenes part of the Absolutely. album because i really love that aspect of it sure. so do, do you remember the first song you recorded or what, what was sort of the inception yeah. Re, rewind a little bit what's uh-huh. your relationship with akil and what is the inception of the project how did you guys come to the idea like yeah, let's okay. do this so I'm, I'm gonna tell you about the power of music so me and akil we didn't we, we never met so this this album we our, our first time meeting was in miami and um, we prior to that we probably had like five tracks already. So so let's take a take a step back. So I was recording. So Akil used to live in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? For a minute he went to school here, but we never met. However, we both did music, and we came across the same individual that also did music. So prior to us actually getting acquainted, um, we had two mutual parties that were referring us to each other. So like I, I did a joint at the studio and they was like, yo, this is dude to kill Ali, yo, bro, you gotta check him out. And me and vice versa. So when we finally met, he was telling me, people was telling him the same thing. So like I knew that. I mean, I'm an independent artist and me learning the business, I know how you have you can't approach everybody 
and expect them to just want to work. You know what I'm saying? So at the time he was he was with Lord Mob, and um, you know, I I, I kept that in, in mind. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna let him, you know what I mean? I'm just gonna continue to do what I'm doing. And I'll, I'll kind of just, you know, I'll tap in with him from afar. So I followed him on Instagram and I think I added him on Facebook. So when I added him on Facebook, he started checking out my music and vice versa. I was already, you know, look, I was already tapped in with him. So he hit me on Facebook one day, like, yo, bro, your, your shit dope. You know what I mean? And like the industry is weird. So like he, he's not one of them individuals though. So that's why I didn't originally approach it. Cause like typically, like if you approach somebody, you know what I mean? It's like they're they gonna try to tax you. You know what I mean? But our 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 um when we met, it happened very organically. You know what I mean? He um he you know he gave me his he gave me my prize, like, yo, bro, I, I like your music. And then you know, I, I, I said, yo, bro, I've been I've been following you for a minute. Your music is dope as well. So he said, I'm gonna send you something. So he sent me a joint. I think it was produced by um I can't remember the name, but I, I did the verse on it. That was the first song we did. It didn't make the album though. Um, I think that's for a separate album that he's doing. Um, uh, Aesthetic Beats. So it was produced by Aesthetic Beats. And um, I did the verse. I sent it back to him. And then from there, you know I mean, we just we just got on the roll. You know I mean, we just started started cooking. You know I mean, so I would I would come across joints. And then by the t- by the time we got to like the fourth and fifth record, we both it just both clicked in our head like, yo, let's try to put an album together. You know I mean, and that's when it when it took place. And um, we didn't we never met in person. We just were you know. We were acquainted through music, and then one day, um, prior to the album drop, I think it was like December. I um I went to Orlando to, to visit one of my close friends, my man Lee Tudor, and um he was in Miami, so I drove out to Miami, and that's when we first met. We listened to a few of the joints. I think Soul Cry we were listening to, and um that's when we actually officially met. And then ironically, now that I say Miami, fast forward. Six months later, we opened for Conway in Orlando and and in Miami. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's it's a it's, it's crazy how everything happened for a circle. Yeah, that's really cool. I saw some clips of that. You, you've been yeah. performing quite a bit uh, over 2022. It, it looked like, like you said, like festivals. Was that for like sure. a Buffalo one? I saw you guys at maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, both you guys are spitters. Both you guys up there yeah. on the stage. It reminds me yeah. of like Red and Meth. Both for got sure. the bars moving around. Yeah. Like got the energy. Like like I love it. I we, we got to get you guys out here in Denver. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Where, we, where's um, that DS we, tour at? For real, we we um we we uh. We got booked to open for Method Man and Red Man. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, I think Meth was shooting a movie, so they weren't able to make it. However, they um, they had Mano, Jim Jones, Sheik Looch, Styles P, Ghostface Killer that came in, um, came in, in in placement of them. So that that was the cannabis fest that me and him did. So yeah, it was it was it was fire. It was a dope experience. You know what I mean? We we uh you know we 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 were able to network and you know, we were selling our merch out there. So it, it was fire, man, for sure. Nice dude, nice. But yeah, I, I we got to get you guys out here in Denver. There's a dope hip hop scene. So Absolutely. so you know, and, and then we got to do the in person sit down too as well. For sure, man. Man, definitely this year. Let's <laughs> let's get it. Let's get it. 2023. Big big things happening. For sure. So right before we get into like a little lyric breakdown, what were your initial expectations maybe even before 
or, or like right after those first five songs are made, you guys are like, all right, we're doing the project. What was your initial expectations at that point versus how it actually ended? You said it took about a month and a half, but you guys mm -hmm. just kind of kept building and adding to it. So, you know, talk about that. See me, I don't, I don't set expectations just due to the fact that expectations often lead to like disappointment. So I kind of came into it with an open mind because this is just normal to me. It's like, like I don't I don't overthink the music because I know this is my lifestyle. So like I kind of came into it like, yo, we both dope. This is going to be some fire. But as I gradually started getting more into it, I realized like this is really like a, a classic album that we should really be proud of. Like I made a status like this album is going to change my life. I want to say like prior to a dropping. And it, you know what I mean? It, it definitely did. Like, I'm, I'm not making millions yet, but I'm already there. I'm already where I need to be. And when I start to look at things from hindsight, outside looking in, it's really moving. Like, consistent shows, consistent interviews. I think this is my third interview in, like, the last week. So, like, you know what I mean? Although, you know, I, the millions aren't coming in yet, I know that it's down the line. And I just got to continue to stay proactive and work. Mm -hmm. Stay the course, stay the course, man. Yeah. It's inspiring. So, you know, keep yeah. keep doing your thing. For sure, for sure. All right, a little bit of lyric breakdown. Like I said, yeah. every pretty much every song, I, I pulled a little line. Voice. It's a something that, that sticks in my head. So, yeah. you know, on the song, anytime, the first track, uh, the only thing you love it is music and your mama. Mm -hmm. That was true shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you yeah. talk about music being your lifestyle, right? I mean, just always been a part of you, and and you know now, yeah, now it's like, like the real thing. Yeah, so that that was actually a um, it's just it's that's based off a true scenario. You know what I mean? So like my my girl, she always say like if we you know what I mean you know so everybody got they they comebacks when you know when 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 you're at odds. So usually she say you're the only person that you love is music and your mother. You know what I mean? So I like I based her based that verse around uh, um, like a situation that me and her had like an argument and um, pretty much that's what she said to me. You know what I mean? And I pretty much put it in the, in the, in the, in the, in the song. So yeah, that's uh, it's real. And that's again, like I said, I started that June off, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I, I just wrote that from a, from a place of just expression. I love it. I love artists putting the real life in the music, man. It's hey, we all live in real life. We all need something. Sure. Some, and like Absolutely. you said, you use it to vent a little bit. So so Definitely. let's go. But we're really getting a lot of that in this album. Sir. So the next song I remember, Beat is Crazy, by the way. Well, like I said, when I first heard this, it was on my walk and I was just like, just got a stank face immediately. Like Ike Tyson. Ike Tyson, my fault. Uh, that's another producer. He produced that joint, Ike Tyson. Yeah, that's like very RZA esque. That's what it reminds yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So the line I have from there, because nothing lasts forever, but forever when it's relevant. They did me dirty twenty years ago, but I'm an elephant. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, that's, I mean, that's like my favorite. That's one of my favorite bars. Yeah, mine too, man. That that one sticks out, and bro, mm. you're you're hitting them hard from the from the beginning of the album, man. Yeah. See, like what I say is like um. This, the first few bars is going to write the verse in addition to the beat writing the verse. You know what I mean? So, like, when I when I, I was in a different mindset when I wrote that, man, like, nothing lasts forever but forever. You know what I'm saying? When, it's, when it matters. They did me dirty 20 years ago, but I'm, you know what I mean? Meaning I didn't forget, and I also have tough skin because if you look up 
elephants, they have good memory and they have tough skin. And you have, you have to have tough skin in music and because people are going to, they're going to pass judgment, especially if they don't know who you are. The first thing they do is resonate it. You know what I'm saying? They try to resonate you with somebody else to accept that you're dope because it's new. I mean, nobody really like people, especially old school hip hop cats. They don't like new. They don't really like anything new, especially like if you sound like if you have a, if you have a similarity to somebody, they're going to automatically think, Oh, you biting that person or, you know what I mean? Which I'm just, I'm just me. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's, that's, that's one of my, that's probably one of my favorite lines that I ever wrote. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's a good one. That's a good one. I love the insight there too, the skin. I didn't think about that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Tough skin, hey. All right, ne next track, 4 a.m. This one's yeah. more like a funky one, like yeah, yeah. quicker moving track, right? Yeah. What has grandma got to say when he died and she got the grays? Mm -hmm. I think that it's one ends real. the verse as opposed to sort of at the beginning it's of the real. verse, right? It's real. Like me, like, man, like in our, our community and our culture, we don't make it, a lot of us don't make it past the young age, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like a lot of grandmother buried, a lot of mothers buried their kids. So it's like the grandmother is the one with the gray hairs and this young individual, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you have to watch your grandchild go before you and you got the gray hair and they didn't even make it. You know what I'm saying? Usually like gray hair, you think, okay, life is winding down, but damn, she, she the grandchild and she got, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, that's another one. Flipped that's it. very interesting. Flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's why I like, I know that I'm, I'm done. I'm going to be one of the, one of the greatest that ever did it for sure. It's going to take people a minute to catch up. You know what I mean? Cause again, like I said, it's, it's a lot of, um, not politics, but it's a lot of moments. You know what I mean, everybody got their moments, but I know my moment is approaching. But like lines like that, even even you know, what I mean, those those are lines that that uh, elite individuals say. You know what I mean, and I'm I'm, a, I'm an elite artist, an elite lyricist. You know what I mean, hundred percent, bro. Definitely. You are, you are Definitely. like, gotta Appreciate give you the props, bro. Appreciate like, it. no no arguments over here. <laughs> Broken righteous, just stare in the dark. I play the part next to the dark reflection. Mirrors off, the fear it get taught. It's a lost cause. You can't be a worker and play the boss. I was preserved in belly one. I took the words and grew my son as nourishment. I woke up this morning and bought myself a gun for nervous men. Don't give it the service. My verbiage is worded different. Observe the tension with a hawk eye. Every verse a pension. This lyricism, mental prison. Gotta beat the system. Hate bled and left a new restriction. He come from the kitchen. The beef is just poison. I'm vegan, exploiting. Rejoice that I'm poised, this rapping gave too many a voice. It's saturated, now I'm acting in my movie Jack. choice. And yeah, yeah, love, buns ain't have much love. Uh, why next? 7 1. Next track, bro, Ghetto Scriptures. We're gonna name this track Ghetto Scriptures. Yeah. All right, so this is one of my favorite tracks. I really love the beat. You guys killed this one. This one is uplifting, insightful, and uh, you know, conscious artists. People when people think conscious, they might think preachy, but you guys are right. like the opposite of that, really. Right, right. Like I said, just insightful and, and just like bringing us into where paint, painting a picture, telling a yeah. story. For sure. All right, so this this line. I mean, this is another one of your great lines. I think. Uh, Grandfather was sharing stories about the steel mill. I told him I rap 
though we took different paths, he still listened. My other grandfather, a pastor, but he feel the vision. When it's life, man, you live and you die What you're doing between is simply disguise I empty my pride with the simplest guide of excitement My foes brought a knife in a gunfight I'm licensed to kill But rather educate the misguided lies in the field It feel real, but is it still real? My grandfather, 85, living and shared the stories about the steel mill I told him I rap, though we took different paths to still listen My other grandfather, a pastor, but he filled the vision Yeah so, Yeah Yeah, that so one. Like, Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. That one needs to be brought back 10 times. Yeah. Like, it's interesting. So I'm originally from Pennsylvania. My family grew up in Bethlehem, and there's a steel mill, mill there. So that just, yeah, like, connected, that's, that's you know. That's where my grandfather worked, Bethlehem Steel. Oh, the Bethlehem Steel Mill? Get get the yeah. hell out of here. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. My my dad worked there for a little bit. Wow, that's, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. wow, that's crazy. I wasn't sure if it was yeah. like an upstate one. So Bethlehem yeah. Steel Mill. So you have some, yeah. your family, you have some ties in Pennsylvania. Well, we have a Bethlehem, we have one in Buffalo. Oh, it's Bethlehem in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, shit. Listen, look yeah. at that. Now yeah. it's a casino. What was oh. the one up in Buffalo? Is that still going oh, yeah. or is that, that yeah. one a casino yeah. too? Yeah. We, we do have a casino downtown there where the Bethlehem still is at. Is that, though? I don't think that's the... That's the original one that we had. Wow, that's interesting. So now that's it's exactly a casino and like a mm -hmm. whole event space thing. Like I actually saw Snoop Dogg like perform like outside really? of the steel mill there. Yeah. Oh, that's fire. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah was... He worked at he worked at Beth he worked at Bethlehem still. Yeah. Wow, that, that's that's interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I talk about that line a little bit. Like there's so much to it. I mean, you could probably talk about that line for like a half hour. But yeah. the first part that stuck out to me is like, oh, my other grandpa's a pastor, but he feel the vision. Like that's yeah. a preacher. You, you're you're spitting. You're you're you, right. you know you're you're doing a very similar thing in that way. Uh, yeah. Talk about you know grandfather working for the steel mill, taking a different path. Um, is, is that you trying to be financially free and, and you know right. taking the music route you're talking about? So yeah, so um, I'll start with my grandfather first because a lot of times. I'm not, I'm basically the outcast because um I don't do gospel like a lot of my family did, like gospel music. Shout out to my uncle. He he does like R and B, but he he made that step too to not be boxed in. Not that I'm I don't want to say boxed in either. I just he just made that decision to to express what he feels. Shout out to my uncle D Mott. He's a um he's an R and B singer and he's also a pastor as well. So this is my uncle, my grandfather's son that I was talking about in the in the line. So my okay. grandfather, my grandfather is a pastor. However, he doesn't look down on me because I'm rapping. Because you know, when you hear rap, you think of like, you know, um, like negative. He buys my merch. You know I mean, he bought a few hats for me. This is one of my YNX hats. He bought masks for me. He 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 actually asked me to make him a mask for him because he he own he has his own church. So he asked me to make him a mask, and he he wears it during church. You know what I mean? So like. A lot of people within, um, well, Christianity, I think Christians, like a lot of people, they, they judge them and think that they're very judgmental people and look at it as like, okay, if you're not doing like God's word, what God wants you to do, then it's not proper. You know what I mean? So that's how I related to that. Like he, he, he's a pastor, but he sees the vision that I'm preaching just like he is, but I'm preaching to a different audience. You know what I mean? And in regards to my grandfather, he's, He's like, he's like 86, you know what I mean? So like, 
I tell him about music and that's not really, he probably hasn't seen anybody like get anywhere in music. He came up like with James Brown. So he doesn't, I mean, it's not, not really like, okay, my grandson said he's a rapper. He's not, so he's not like talking to me like, yo, what, what are you doing rap? You need to go get a job. You need to, you know what I mean, this and that. So I would say I will relate that to financial freedom being that he's not trying to put me in a box because everybody is not meant to do one thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that that's that's how I look at it. Like I always um made it a point to understand and, and show people that it's possible to do it. Look at everybody else. So it's a, it's, it's a, music is a it's a very successful business. So why do I have to go work a nine to five? Because you think it's security, it's not really security. So that's that's why I broke those lines down because um as a black man, uh, uh, the men in, in your life are very imperative and important and their opinion matters. So those are two people that, you know, started, you know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here. So them supporting what I do means a lot. And that's why I put it inside of the verse. Dope, man. Appreciate the insight. Love it. Love it. For sure. After that, followed by Nostalgia, which is the second single. Mm. So this is yeah. just a quick line, just just because it was very relevant at the time, right? You said right. it was very quick, push and pee, passion, mm. right? Yeah. Right, a little flip yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, on a very popular phrase a year ago, like it's exactly it's like that's gone, right? But exactly. um, that, that's like a cool, like like interesting yeah. little flip you had there. So like I did that for pretty much newer listeners. So like. Say for an example, um, so I'll give you an example real quick, the way I knew that the line worked. Because um, Akil, he um, he had a, a producer, um, he, uh, he'd, go on a J, he'd go by JB, so he was on the road heavy with Akil. And he became a big fan of mine. He was young, he was like younger than us, he probably like in his like mid-20s maybe. So like when he got the line, that's who I made it for. I made it for that particular age group because they may not know who I am or what I'm talking about, but they heard Push and P, you know what I'm saying? So they know that joint. So like when they hear me say Push and P, that's okay. Now they're they're curious to hear more. Okay. Tune in a little closer. Yeah, you got, you have to, sometimes you, you have to bring, you have to make people fans. So even if like, okay, well, this is not really my style of rapping. Well, that little quote may have opened him up to me a little bit more because, you know what I mean? Now I'm, I'm relate, I'm, I'm giving him something he can relate to. Mm-hmm. And he he definitely you know he formed to be one of you know a, a great supporter of mine for sure. Mm-hmm. Talk about choosing the singles. This was a second single. Uh, was the project sort of recorded and sequenced in full, and then you guys were like, all right, these two are the ones. How did you come up with uh, choosing and releasing the singles? Definitely. So um, yeah, so the uh, the singles were pretty much. The, so the records are already done. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So, so yeah, the, the records are already done. And we kind of just went through them and, and kind of kind of went through and found which ones were very impactful. Like a kill, like he has a way of making like righteous anthems, I call them. Mm-hmm. It'll be like the universe gonna move as soon as you ask it. You know what I mean? So like with us being on the road and doing shows, like he like he really opened my eyes to how important those type of hooks are something that people can sing along with. And um, yeah. so Nostalgia was the one that he wrote in regards to the hook. And then The Search was one that I wrote in regards to the hook, which I see The Search being a very um, 
it's, it's gonna be that's that's gonna be a commercial record. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I mean, me, me and him, we we constantly um speak on how uh, impactful the search is um in regards to like I can see that doing a two K. You know what I mean, all type of different places. But again, we're kind of just um we're let like I said, the universe, like you said, universal movement when you ask it. So as long as we keep speaking it out, it's gonna you know it's gonna get to where it goes. So like those are one of the those are joints that you can really rock to or something that can that's gonna stick with you. Look, these days I write with the beat, tell me until I reach wealthy for my offspring. Now many of us live what we all dream. All that I seen was a blur, then my words slurred. No person is unaccounted when the hurt serves his first verse. I heard worse when you niggas rap, and now they so pressed to work, that's the ill attachment. See, I've been grinding most of my life, long nights and days, using the power of my wave, blades, sharpened blades. It's time you rappers barricade, meaning to kill, killing it, let me paraphrase. Sometimes you walk around militant when you're scared of grave, you more of a threat living, so never question fate. They took my breath away, I separate from all lost souls, it's been a lonely road. I found myself on the way, so I reached the goal. You hear that? I found myself on the way, so I reached the goal. They gotta pay me what I'm worth. Want me to do it for the love, but would it charge me if I ask them first? Always a gift inside the curse. Look in the mirror when there's nowhere else that I can search. Shit, they gotta pay me what I'm worth. Want me to do it for the love, but would it charge me if I ask them first? Always a gift inside the curse. Look in the mirror when there's nowhere else that I can search. Since birth, I've been studying the whole disport. All right, so generational wealth. That's the next one. This beat, man, is fire. It reminds me of like a just blaze type beat, like yeah. a big, big sound, right? Sure. Uh, so generational wealth, you know, we kind of sort of talked about that before, but that seems to be a, a wealth in your, uh, excuse me, a consistent theme in your music. Um, you know, looking out for the people coming after you, and and obviously right. that that's what this whole song is about. Right. So, uh, darkest hour follows that. I mean, dark beat hard. You sort of mentioned that before. And one of my favorite lines from you just goes to like sh- shows the braggadocious side, of the, that real MC side of you. Don't compare yeah. me to MCs unless they from Queens or Mar- are they from Marcy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you, if, if, if you guys, anybody listening to this interview knows who's from Queens and who's from Marcy. But yeah, like, right. if you don't know, that's that's. That's a line right there, bro. Yeah, most definitely. So yeah, when I when I spit that joint, I'm like, man, I got, I got, I got to, I have to say something impactful. You know what I mean? So they know that I'm, I'm not playing with this rap. You know what I mean? So don't compare me to no. What I meant by that is, don't compare me to nobody unless you compare me to the best. So like Jay Z and Nas, those are the two MCs that are considered the two best that ever do it. You know what I'm saying? So like that's what I really meant by that. And man, I'm I am i am confident in my pen. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. hits every time. It there's there's yeah. no there's no sleepers, nothing skippable, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So the unfair skit comes after that, and that is I, I really don't have much to say about that. I just have to like yeah. take a deep breath, really. Like yeah. all the poetry th- throughout the album, it's 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 placed and, and sequenced in a certain manner and put in you know interesting places. I would say not interesting, but sure. in the correct place for for how you guys intended it. Um, but I love sort of the flow in the album. Can you talk about sequencing a little bit, especially since yeah. you guys are in different places? Not like Definitely. you're like, yo, yo, let's meet in the studio later today, sit down, listen to it in this sequence together. 
Like, talk about that process a little bit. Definitely. So I admit, that's not really my strong suit in regards to, like, secrets and records. But I do understand how important skits are. So I've been getting a little bit better with it. So Akil did most of the sequencing on Dusty Souls in regards to the order. I also have another album. I have two other albums. One is called Quarantine Chronicles, where it's sequenced. Um, that's produced by Blaze uh, Music, 716. He's a producer out of Buffalo. And then I also have Glass Half Full, with, uh, produced by Baker Real Estate. So he picked out all of the skits. You know what I mean? I, I mixed it. So, I, you know, he told me, like, you should maybe put the skit here, put it there. So, like, all of that kind of just warmed me up to to work on Sincere, to where I placed all of the skits. You know, because I would, I would, I really, you know, I didn't understand how important and how great of an addition skits were. But when you listen to all 90s albums, they all have good skits on them. So mm. that's something I really started working on after Dusty Souls and my other previous project. But yeah, Kill did a good job of sequencing the order of the tracks and where the skits went and things like that. So yeah, that 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 was all my boy Kill for real. Uh, I want to know one album from you that's the skits stick out because mm -hmm. it's interesting just yesterday on my story i posted about de la soul uh right. their music is has been held by you know tommy boy records or whatever for a long time it hasn't been available on streaming platforms you can't even buy it anywhere really besides yeah. you know the original releases uh for a while you know you could find stuff on youtube but even that you know my, some of my favorite albums i haven't listened to in years now yeah. but one album by them is called Art Official Intelligence, AOI. And the skits on that album, um, it, it's really one of my favorites. So what is an album uh that you know has skits that that sticks out to you? Uh let me let me let me think about that one. It's the uh the Red Man album. Another one of my favorites too. Oh yeah, end of the rule. Hold on, let, let me 36. I was <clears throat> Muddy Waters, maybe. I think that one might be uh Yeah, Muddy Muddy Waters. Yep. Is it. And then um Black Rap, um, My Life Story. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's one of my favorite albums of all time, um, My Life Story. And um what else? I think I have one more. Yeah, like Muddy Waters has been my, my go to lately. Like I, I listened to that joint and really painted a picture. Like my, my next album that I'm working on now, because like Going forward, I don't want to make an album. I want to make an experience. So my next album is called Poison Story. So um, pretty much the storyline is based around. So Poison and Liquor are both have them on the same amount of letters. So when I associate Liquor, I feel like Liquor is Poison as well. You know what I mean? So like that's why I named it Poison Story. So the whole, the whole concept of the album is going to be based around a trip to the liquor store, and then also reflecting life as like a poison store the, the world is a big store basically you know what i'm saying so like that that's going to be the next album that's the album that I'm, i just finished up that's getting mm. fixed yeah so it's 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 crazy man it's, it's it's a dope dope album i got a few beats i produced on there i think i got like three records that i produced on there um but yeah that's another one that's another album that's kind of going like dusty souls where i'm just i'm kind of like okay well it's it's there but it's not quite there yet so um I think I added like three, three, four tracks within the last three weeks. Um, but yeah, that's that's the joint that I'm gonna be dropping next. That's pretty much gonna be, you know what I mean, a storyline based around the skit. The whole thing is gonna be like a, a skit, basically. 
What was the title of this one again? Uh, Poison Store. Poison Store. Okay, got so, it. Got so it. Instead of, instead of liquor store, it's Poison Store. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nice man. Nice. Right. Uh, so. Any idea about when you might be looking to release that? I know you said you're sort of still building it, maybe like summer, yeah. a little bit before that. So it's definitely going to be first quarter. It's, it's actually getting mixed. First quarter? Yeah, first quarter. So Let's go. I, I actually wanted to drop it last year, but I just, again, I, I didn't really have all of the tracks that I wanted together. And then I'm glad I waited because I had the foundation, but now I think I'm I'm, I'm in a little bit better shape to where I think it, it is, it's ready. Dope, man. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And everybody that's listening to this interview, you can buy and support Dusty Souls on Bandcamp. So I have the link below. Anywhere else you want to send people to support Dusty Souls, you, your art, uh, merch, stuff like that, tell them where they can find you. Sure. Yeah, Dusty Souls is available on all our streaming platforms. Um, If you follow Akil Ali as well, um, he has a link to some Dusty Souls merch. Um, Just everywhere, man. Follow me on Instagram, y.n.x.716. Pretty much everything, you know, um, you can find me online through, you know, everything that I'm doing. Uh, make sure you follow my YouTube. Uh, just type in YNX. Um, also, my website, www.ynx716.com. Mm-hmm. Straightforward, man. Three, three letters, three numbers. Yes, sir. Letters, what what does numbers. your name mean, by the way? YNX716 is obviously Buffalo, right? For sure. So YNX. Yeah, so eventually I'm, I'm going to. I may be dropping the 716 out just because I want to keep people guessing. I want people to ask where he's from and then mm. have to do research. Um, but YNX, um, I used to go by Young Nice when I when I was early on in my career. So um, I was getting ready to get away from that name and I changed the spelling of it. So it was Y-O-U-N-G-N-X-C-E instead of N-I-C-E. So I just ended up just cutting the name um, to the acronym, and I just did YNX, and I took the X from uh, Malcolm X mm. because you know what I mean. Just to basically like um, the X, you remove that because like that's pretty much like removing like your slave name. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that's how I took that's what I took off. I got a track called uh, "Brain Dead" from the Sincere album. Yep. Where I say yep. uh, I spit a message like a Malcolm, but they called me YNX. You know what I mean? So that's where I uh, adapted that from. Man, really dope. Um, and, and I want to get into the Sincere album, too. I don't want to hold you too long. So I'm going to just fly through some other of my favorite uh, sort of quotes from Dusty Souls. Uh, we talked about the search a little bit. You know, these days I write with the beat. Tell me. Uh, I found that to be an interesting bar, though. What what were you doing before? Was, was there something different happening before? No, it was just like an overthinking. Like, I used to approach songs like, okay, I'm going to approach it with a concept. So like, okay, say I want to take a bullet, like, like Nas, I gave you power. So I got, I got a song that's like similar to Nas, I gave you power, but it's about a bullet instead. You know what I mean? So like I approached that song with that concept of the bullet, you know what I mean? So with that being said, instead of me focusing so much on like having a concept before I write the song, I just write whatever the beat is making me feel. You know what I mean? Because like it's just like stop overthinking. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what I meant by that. Like these days I write whatever the beat is telling me to write. Mm, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, definitely. Deja vu. That that one's just been like that one was stuck in my head when I was at work yesterday. Yeah. I mean, especially the cuts. Shout out to DJ JF. Definitely. That's um, I think that's um 
Planet Asia's uh, DJ. Um, oh, okay. A Links with um, Planet Asia on the road, I believe, and him and the DJ chopped it up. So that's how we were able to get that, get the cuts on that. Shout out to DJ EF. I like that one a lot. Open letter, man. When I first yeah. heard that, like, uh, like on my first run through, that one's like, that one's a different track. Not many artists releasing songs like that. I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's um, uh, yeah. Can you just talk about that one a little bit? Kind of who recorded yeah. first for that one, and, and you know, how, how did it come about, man? So yeah, I actually um, so th this was funny. This was a weird. This was like a, a weird um, uh, encounter. Um. Like the beat is very like seldom and sad, you know what I'm saying. So like me and the kid, we we was on the phone, and he was like, "Yeah, that joint is that that joint is dope." And he was like, "I was like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write the verse around my son." Yeah, you know I'm saying and he was like, okay. Well, I'm gonna write it based around my daughter. So that's how we came up. That was one of the concept records, and it's a very um, it's a very personal record for sure. Um, the kid told told me a few stories of people tearing up listening to the record. Um, you know what I mean? So it was definitely a special record to where I just kind of talked about like the relationship with my son and um and I kind of jumped between both of us. Like I, I wrote it from a perspective of me talking to him and I wrote it from a perspective of me at his age. You know what I'm saying? And then the kill came through with, you know, just talking about his relationship with his daughter and um just how like um how much his daughter means to him. And we just pretty much took that angle of you know, just being fathers as well as like artists. Yeah, that's a really great track. I love that one. And hey, I'll raise my hand, yo. I, I I teared up to that record too. Like, word, word. Uh, like that. That's that's when I get emotional. Really, I, I really word. when I'm listening to albums, I'm listening yeah. to them start to back. I'm really Definitely. trying to get inside the artist's mind, uh, try to figure out what what they're intending to do throughout the project. For sure. So For sure. that one is a great record, very impactful. Salute. Yes, Thank you, bro. Thank you. Letter to my son. I had you on the trail when I was young. Dumb feel would come from signs of the devil. You would run to the streets. I felt free. True indeed. What am I searching for? I find a path fell off. It didn't hurt me more. The more pain. I saw a change and it hurt my eyes. You gotta practice all elements with study vibes. The energy off is often an attraction. You don't wanna be stand up guys. They turn to obsolete. I watch you sleep, just praying you dream big. I know you would care, but just how it is. You gotta cross your T's and dot your eyes. Cause the matter is still about all black lives don't be afraid to take a step back and cut all ties it's part of life and the culture you speaking on the things you may not get until you older it's real life for me and nothing else despise the child when you hate yourself this pain felt damn fuck despise the child when you hate yourself this pain felt you hate the child you hate yourself look in the mirror sure enough from far i see it clearer so that is followed by um spoken word which is as it says, you know, it's, it's it's a spoken word track. How did how did that come about? Uh, you obviously spit on the track also, but just yeah. wanted to sort of take a different approach to the record. Definitely. So, um, we wanted to just bring everything together. So we had the spoken word throughout the tape. So we wanted to just kind of keep that element. You know what I mean? So I just started off with a poem. You know what I mean, something that I just was thinking in my head and. Um, that's produced by CG from Buffalo. Um, and I just kind of went from there. Um, Mikhail, he did a good job at uh, following up with, you know, with his poem and, you know, just to, just, just bringing that, bringing that extra punch to it. You know what I mean? I, you know, I kind of started off like slow, 
you know, to where I just kind of, you know what I mean? That that was just like a verse that I, you know, just kind of, I put together real quick um, just to go off of the poem because I wanted the main focus to be the poem. And then the kill, he really did a good job of uh, closing it out. Yeah, man. Yeah, that one's really dope. Uh, one, the one line in there called Buffalo Home. An attractive yeah. violence. Is that what you say on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about Buffalo a, a little bit earlier, man. That that line, you know. Yeah. That, that's an interesting one. Definitely. Like, just being from here, I feel like um, when I say attractive violence, it's like you're going to encounter it being from here. You know what I mean? So it was like I called Buffalo home, and when I called it my home, I attracted violence in the process of just living here. That song is followed by Soul, uh, Soul Cry, produced by Jamar Johnson, who's also been on the channel. Really dope producer. And that's a hard beat, man. You guys don't close the album out without without yeah. letting them know one more time, hey, like, we're, we're going to get to it. Absolutely. Yeah, just want to have that balance. You know what I mean? We had a few, you know, up tempo 4 a.m. was like towards the, the beginning. And then we slowed it down and then we brought the tempo back up and then we slowed it down to close it out. And uh, it finishes with surrender, very soulful ending. Definitely. What would you what What would you say you're surrendering to? Surrendering to music, and just surrendering, I guess, because music is an expression. So I'm surrendering my problems to music. You know what I mean? And allowing people to 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 know about me in the world that I live in, basically. So that'll end our Dusty Souls uh, breakdown for today, man. I uh, really appreciate the insight. That was dope. And yeah, man, a lot of one-liners, man. True MC here. And like I said, man, he's got a lot of projects. So sure. if you guys need a new artist to listen to, something new for your ears, for your mind, YNX. Check him out. We got all the links below. So another project that's been in rotation heavily for me is Sincere. Yes, sir. Right? This is a themed project around Nas's yeah. character in the movie Belly, Correct. which I had to watch again this morning. I, I saw it a while yeah. ago, but I needed a refresher because I know that obviously this this album relates to it a lot and pulls from it a lot. That's See the skits. You talk about the skits, building the skits, yeah. place, <laughs> areas, and man, I love the flow of this album. Uh, I mean, you kind of said it on the intro, but I want to say, wh ask where did the idea come from? Simply just you sitting down looking at Nas's character saying I relate to that just something like that and, and you wanted to build a project yeah. talk about it so like marketing is very key in this industry to where <clears throat> you have to do things that are outside of the box and kind of take a risk as well so being that some people they resonate me with Nas I utilize that to my advantage because it sounded like somebody else can either hurt you or help you. So I figured out the way to try to make it to where I can benefit from it. So in that aspect, I utilize. So from a, from a listener, say you didn't even, you never heard me before. And your first introduction to me is sincere. It's going to bug you out. If you feel like I sound like Nas, like this whole character is this whole thing is based off him. So I wanted to have that, ripple effect on people to where when they hear it and if this is their first time hearing me they're like damn yo he do kind of sound like Nas a little bit and this is based on him that's crazy but my original meaning uh, original reason for doing it that way was uh, sincere he was always the voice of reason 
And like, that's how I felt I always been in life. So that's why I related to his character. Um, and, you know, I felt like um, a lot of the stuff that he was, that he preaches, I preach as well. I mean, like him having the conversation with the young individual to where I, you know, if you check out my brain dead video, I pretty much reenacted that, you know what I'm saying? So pretty much everything, you know, just the different aspects of Nas that I took that, that the characteristics related to me. And I wanted to just bring that to life, show people, um, you know, just creativity, you know what I mean? And, you know, just kind of go above and beyond with it. And <clears throat> I kind of did like a continuation, um, a continuation and also a recap. So at the end of the movie, Nas was talking about going back to Africa. Nas had a baby. He just had a daughter. I just had a daughter at the time. You know what I'm saying? His the the girl name in the in the uh, T boss. She played uh, played his girl T. That's my girl's nickname. Ironically, I mean. So when I did the joint fetus, when the when the um, the skit came on, like he was like T. That's my girl. You know what I mean? It was talking about her and the baby. Like that's really my. My, my daughter's mother's name, her nickname. It goes so, deep. It's deep. You know what I'm so like, yeah, so like I didn't I never really talked about it really. That's why the interviews are important too. Because um it's deeper than just the skit. A lot of that did, you know, relate to to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, uh the project I really love that breakdown there. Um, you know, using that comparison to Nas to your advantage almost. Right. Uh, this was really a, a great way to present that. So, sure. I, mean, I mean, you talk about the marketing. You mean he ain't just a green MC, man. He's he's got right. a different to, to, that different mind that you need nowadays too, right? To be able to maneuver for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So I love that, man. Talk about building this project a little bit. What when did the initial spark happen, and you know how long did sort of the process take? Yeah, um, this I started working on this during um, during Dusty Souls actually. Um, I had like little tracks scattered around, but then I was watching Belly one day and I'm like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this angle with it, and um, that's that's pretty much how I, how I came up with it. So, and I wanted to um, again back to marketing. Me and Akil Ali, we are both lyricists, and we share we pretty much gained fans for one another. So some people that look, was listening to a kill and heard me on it, maybe they if they wanted to hear more music, I dropped shortly after Dusty Souls. That way, after Dusty Souls, if people wanted to hear more, they could go right to Sincere. I believe it and came maybe, out in July. Right, yep. So May, June, so two months after uh, Dusty Souls, yep. Mm-hmm. And I did that purposely because I knew that the, the backlash from Dusty Souls was going to carry on to people listening to my other catalog yeah yeah you gained a little bit more of a platform got some more exposure so so sure. hey, continue the for momentum sure. for sure exactly that's exactly right hey man talk about that brain dead video a little bit like yeah. you know uh d- down to the white coat man how you guys are yeah. sitting on the bench like yeah like you really you really tried to to, to bring us I- into into the movie into that world into that scene Word. uh yeah, so talk I, about um, where that idea came from for sure um so it came from the from the um, it, it actually came from the, the the scene in Belly where Nas was talking to the uh, the boy in the park bench. Um, I think he was in like a project, but that that park I was at that was actually a park that I played football at for years, and I grew up down the street from there. So and that was my son in the video. So me being able to bring him back to where like a lot of stuff happened, a lot of them that got jumped at that park. I played football at that park. I, you know, I became great at football at that park. I used to walk my dog at that park. So, like, a lot, I got a lot of memories at that park. 
Because, um, again, like I said, I stayed directly down the street. So I pretty much, you know, I had him with the football instead of, you know, him and I, you know, I just kind of switched it up. So, like, me just basically talking to my son, telling him, you got to choose a path. You know what I mean? Like, football was my path that kept me out of trouble. So that's why I had him with the football. And I had him, you know, hitting, like, punching. And I had me and him throwing the football. So basically just re reenacting, like, some places in my childhood that different stuff happened there. So I learned how to play football there. You know what I mean? I had an encounter with some people trying to jump me at that park. That's why I had me and him squaring up at the park. You know what I mean? So just different stuff just to just to show him, like, um, a lot of stuff he's not going to understand. But, like, I'm putting that in his subconscious. So when he goes back and looks at the video, he can be like, okay, well, that's what you was trying to tell me. That's amazing, bro. I, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was your son. Um, yeah. that, that was going to be one of my questions, but that's like another layer to it. Like that's, yeah. that's crazy. It's not just your, your nephew. It would still be impactful. Somebody right, else right. from around the way, you know, that, yeah, that you yeah. know would be impactful, but Definitely. just like you said, he can go back years mm -hmm. later and see that, bro. Yeah. That That's crazy. That, that's For salute. Sure. For sure. Um, the hook on that one is crazy too. Yeah. That actually, uh, that features my cousin. I was telling you my family are singers. That's oh yes, yes. That's my little cousin. He goes by a uh, uh, rogue R O U G E. I mean G U E. Um, and we've been. I've been working with him since he's been younger. Um, like I said, I was rapping. He was singing. So I, you know, me and him kind of came up together. I taught him like the process of writing. But like a lot of times, I'll because I, like I said, I used to sing too. So what happens is I'll I'll sing a hook first as a reference, and I'll send it to him, and have him come and redo the hook. So pretty much, I um I say. I'm only focused on offspring coming after me. They accept you when you're black, if you're a rapper or an athlete, but are you entertained? Basically just saying like, um, I'm not sure how acceptable we would be if it wasn't for music and sports. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, we came from slavery and this and that. So pretty much that was my my angle with that. Just, um, just, um, just expressing how I felt about it. I love that, man. I love that. Shout out to all the features uh, on the project. You mentioned Rogue, Ed Dries, Tony Boy, and Q the yes, Voice. Yes, sir. Yeah, Are they Q mostly Post. Buffalo yeah. artists? Uh, to talk yeah, about your so, relationship. So, so funny story. Um, Rogue is Q the Voice's son. You know what I'm saying? Connections and, everywhere. Um, yeah, Idris, he, um, he's an artist from Buffalo who um, he was, he used, he was he started as an MC. He went by uh, Billy Dries Williams. So check him out. You can check out some of his old stuff. So Billy Dries Williams, he's like a friend of, like he's like family to me, basically. Um, so earlier on, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I was in an internship in high school for a studio because I wanted to get into um, engineering. So like even dating back to high school, I always knew I wanted to stick with the music. So I went to this um, this internship and I ended up at a studio. And as soon as I walk in the studio, it's Idris. He was signed to the label that was at that studio. Um, and that's how me and him reconnected. I was like 13 or 14. And then from there, we, you know, I graduated high school and I continued on music and he started doing art. So he does like murals. So he has a ton of murals around the city of Buffalo, like uh, different paintings and stuff. And, Actually, I'm 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 partnered with him now with doing my music full time. So he's the one who actually helped me with the opportunity to do music full time. So he he's been a um, you know a great deal of help, and he grew up with my father. My father my father always jokes and says 
he uh, took his clippers. My father taught him how to cut hair, he said. You know what I mean? So um, that that's how he relates to my family. And then um, Tony Boy, he's uh, he does a lot of, like, um, the drum work engineering. So, like, he he engineers a lot for, um, you know, a lot of the drum work artists. He's a, he's a big staple within the, the the city of Buffalo in regards to orchestrating um, shows. So I did a, uh, the Bow Flu Festival, like, two years ago. So he he got me on that joint. Um, he has a label with Camouflage Month. Um, they uh, they go by Art Diller, and um, so yeah. So me and Tony Boy is a, a huge support, and um, yeah, he he the the most recent festival me and Kill did, he actually orchestrated that one as well. So uh, shout out to Tony Boy. Shout out, shout out, man! All those verses and, and you know singing sprinkled in Absolutely. is really dope. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, talk about. I forget what song it is, but there's a recreation of sort of the beginning. However, do you want it? I forget the name of the oh, song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But so, yeah, that's, that's sort of like a recreation, right? So in the beginning of the belly, that's the song that was on. Yes. So I, that's why I utilized that because I, I called it belly too because, you know, it, 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 yeah. I, I felt like it gave me the inspiration to, to write that. Journey. So, yeah, so I... Actually, that song was like, that's something that my aunt had to do like a minute ago. She was doing that for somebody else. And she just, I, I, I had it just sitting. And then when I realized that I was working on the album, I hit her like, yo, auntie, can I use this for the beginning? Because I'm working on this song called Belly 2. And it just went together. Cold, fresh air. Feel the melody in the air. Oh, what's going down? fire bro and, and it's funny like i said i had to rewatch the movie this morning yeah. and right when it starts i'm like yes, all sir. right check yes, one sir. well one one yep. thing that i yep. noticed you know what i'm saying yes, sir. and there was multiple things throughout the album why'd you want to run yeah. the red light man yeah 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 Man, I mean, people will compare you to Nas. You even have the bar. It would be no YNX without NAS or however it goes. But your style just reminds me of like, in general, a 90s, early 2000s, just like New York hip hop artist. Obviously, like we said, Nas, but like Jadakiss even. Sort of like the the locks, like the the type of beat selection, how you're approaching them. Um, But the content is a little little different, just a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I want to talk about a few more of the songs on Sincere. So Change yeah. is one that really stuck out to me. That's yeah. one, like I said, I had to bring back a few times. Right. Um, I try to change, but they won't let me. They they won't let me. Yeah. Who is they? Who are you talking about? Because it could be the interpreted in different ways, right? Yeah, so like the people around me. Like, you know I mean, when you try to take a righteous path, it's just stuff in the environment always tests you. That's why I try to stay to myself and keep my circle small to where I'm not guilty by association, basically. You know what I mean? So like when you're around demons, sometimes you have to turn into a demon. You know what I mean? So like that's that's where I that's where kind of how I painted it. Like right now, like I'm in a good space to where I'm not really around people besides family. But a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about. Maybe like even though I'm dropping it in 2023, a lot of it may be like experiences from like over 10 years ago that I never got to touch base on. That's just been sitting being held in. You know what I mean? And and that's that was actually one of the like I always put like filler tracks, meaning tracks that's not like that 
I don't like that much, but I'll add it in there just so it can. I don't want that one to be too perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like that and uh, Red Light were the two filler tracks that I put in there to keep the concept. But I didn't really, like, I didn't feel like they were that spectacular. You know what I mean? But th- that was pretty much the concept that I made with that, just trying to change as a person. But the people around me sometimes makes it difficult. Absolutely. Yeah. It's change interlude. I was just checking on that. It is called change interlude. So, you know, a little insight right there. I love it. I love it. That's followed by fetus man. And that one, the beat alone, like I could just listen to that beat over and over that that looped up and and all the way that's chopped and put together. Do you know who the producer of that is offhand? That's uh, that's, uh, Sylvester Sterone. Okay. Nice. He's he's, he's from uh, overseas. And that, that that was actually I redid Nas fetus. You know what yeah. I'm yeah, man. Really dope. And I love like you said, the other connections uh there yeah. like with your girl. You've recently right, had right. your child as well. Like exactly. man, exactly. it's deep. Yeah, deep. these are the type of exactly. artists that I love to listen to. So everybody exactly. else, man, make sure you tap in, tap in. Uh and and we spoke about Brain Dead already, sort of the video, <laughs> the idea behind that. And I love it, man. I love the like I said, I love the theme projects. Uh, shout out to O Finesse. He's actually going to be dropping a project soon called Highly Cool, based uh, uh, loosely off of the movie Cooley High. So oh. that's one I actually just had to uh, go and watch recently. So I'm excited for that one as well. But you guys, definitely check out Sincere. Dope project. Not not too long. It's about 25 minutes or so. Um, perfect length for my drive to work. And, man, a whole lot of good stuff. Uh, very you can have it on repeat man you can listen multiple times so salute YNX. appreciate you so what else should we be looking out for in 2023 you just mentioned uh poison store yes, what, what else uh should we be looking out for or, or you want people to just hey look out for this and don't worry about nothing else right now yeah um just more visuals um more live shows um if you're if you already know who i am you know if you have like a promoter Make sure you're reaching out to your promoters. You know what I mean. And if you if you want me to come to your city, man, and give me an idea as to where y'all would, you know, want to see me. Um, I went to Orlando and opened for uh, who was uh, for Conway, and I opened for Conway in Miami. And I noticed that a few people in the Orlando crowd already knew who I, who I was. So that was very dope. And um, you know, just more shows, more visuals, and you know, just more business ventures. So you know, just definitely stay tapped in with me and um. Just continuing, uh, you know, chasing the dream for sure. Don't man. Can you talk about that experience a little bit? Opening for Conway. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we talked about Griselda a little bit, and then being like a yeah. global brand now yeah. and, and recognition. Like that's kind of crazy. Somebody from your city who attained that, and, and you're you're on the mic right before him. Absolutely, and it's just um, it's just so great how everything is turning out. Um, I've, I've opened for Griselda before. I opened for Conway and Benny in Ohio back in, I think it was actually 2022, either 2021 or 2022. But I opened up from them then, and you know I was able to build rapport with people around them. So um, Benny's uh, role manager actually touched base with me to, uh, you know, he let me know that he had those available shows. So he said, you know, basically he had, I think he had like two shows in Texas, and those were Benny shows, and he also had the Conway shows. And I, I elected to do the Conway joints just because my friend, one of my close friends, stays in Orlando. And I already had plans on, you know, going out there anyway. So, like, why not? So I Easy went out. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I flew out to Orlando. 
um, on the uh, first. The show was on the fourth, so I flew out to Orlando. I was, I'm gonna go get there early, you know, chill. And then um, I did the show on the fourth. That was a Friday. A kill. I think a kill came out on the third or the fourth. He met me in Orlando, and then we uh, did the show in Orlando. It was dope, and I, I I got some footage of it on my YouTube channel. But the crowd was live. You know, people showed a lot of love, and um, then we uh, drove the next day to Miami. Stayed in Miami, and Miami was dope too. It was just great energy, man. Definitely, um, you know, some 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 that uh, showed me. You know what I mean? So I had the merch, you know what I mean? So artists coming up, make sure you have merch if you're going to open. You know, just try to make the best of it, you know what I mean? And it, it was dope, though. You know, I have no complaints, man. It was definitely a great experience for sure. Nice, man. That's awesome. So sure. one of my favorite parts of interviewing artists is asking them about, you know, the best food, uh, where they're from, where they like to go, where are the food spots yeah. in case I'm ever around. Uh, yeah. Actually, when I moved to Colorado, I drove from Massachusetts out here so we actually had to go through buffalo we, we took that route you know what i'm saying a little colder up there but um uh, so it, w when i'm driving through buffalo again where do i gotta stop to get food and so that's one question and also i mean do i dare ask where's the best wing uh, that's a good that's a good question you gotta um you gotta check out lenovas lenovas is they had some of the best pizza in buffalo and wings i get their wings on the pit fire um yeah man uh we got we got duff's wings um they're they're pretty good we got a duff's wings at the classic airport. spot yeah yeah so we got that during the airport yeah for, for the most part our pizza and wings is really really heavy we got some good i, I like um i like uh like i like different i like salad like i'm i'm, I'm simple you know what i mean so i do like a sabaki salad you know what i mean because i don't like too none too heavy but yeah, the salads is, is the truth out here. The, I mean, the pizza and wings for sure, man. Definitely. Nice, man. Hey, I've been I've been on the salad game a lot recently. You know, yeah. I work in the restaurant, so it's easy Perfect. to just eat pizza every day. But we talk oh, about definitely. balance in many aspects, right? So, yeah. so the food's also, definitely got to be one of them. Yeah, like you are what you eat is like a a saying, and I understand it now because it controls your mood. Like that's why I don't like eating. Like I I get to the point where I mean, any any smoker. I mean, sometimes you get that urge when you um get the munchies to eat like snacks, but I just understand like man, your body is controlled by what you eat, so it's very important that what you intake that you try to be mindful of it. You know what I mean? That's why like I don't eat I don't eat three meals a day. I try not, I don't really eat breakfast, so like you know I try my best to try to keep something that's balanced that's going to keep my mind in the right place, especially with music because it's a mental thing that you got to keep control of as you go through the journey. Bars, more bars, people. Just always yes, every angle, every angle. Yes, YNX, hey, that does it, man. You answered all my questions. Uh, you gave us a great lyric breakdown. Help us break down a couple of these projects that you released last year. Anything else you want to leave the people with? Man, I, I appreciate you, man. I respect what you're doing and just keep at it, man. Uh, hopefully, you know, you can, you can, uh, me, me and the kill, we want to set up a Dusty Souls tour, but like I said, a lot of it is just me and him. So, you know, if you got, if you have any resources to where, you know, link us with some promoters, um, you know, we, we definitely want to get out there, man, make something happen for sure. Absolutely, man. Yo, I'd love to see you guys out here in Denver and we're going to try to make that happen this year. All right. Yes, sir. Man. Much love. All to right. You.
Why next? Hey, hopefully Buffalo's still doing good in the game right now. I really appreciate that. I mean, this is during a Buffalo playoff game, people, that he's doing this. I didn't realize that until, you know, right before. So I really appreciate that even more. Yeah, it's 34-31. We got four minutes left in the fourth. All right, bro, I'm going to let you go. Hey, don't stress out too much. And, uh, hey, we're we're looking forward to new music. Take care, man. Much love, bro. Thank you again. The broken righteous just staring the dark. I play the part next to the dark. Reflection mirrors off. The fear get taught. It's a lost cause. You can't be a worker and play the boss. I was preserved in belly one. I took the words and grew my son as nourishment. I woke up this morning and bought myself a gun for nourishment. Don't give it the service. My verbiage is worded different. Observe the tension with a hawk eye. Every verse a pension. This lyric.